This is Scott. This is Rebecca. And we're the CEOs of Hardy, Party of Five. And a half. It's not really a company, it just sounds cool. And if you're looking for a normal family, well, you've certainly come to the wrong place. So keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and let's see where this roller coaster takes us. Hello, Scott. Hello, Rebecca Harding. I'm so excited. I'm a little nervous. Here's why I'm excited and here's why you're nervous. Let's let the people in to know what's happening. Yeah, it would be good if we're doing an episode if they actually knew what was happening. <laughs> that would be good. Well, usually you come to the table with like your whole list full of notes. You know all the answers because you're informing me of things. But yes. today I am holding the list of questions and Uh-oh. you have all the answers in your mind. Uh-oh. I do. I need to let you know that I have our hearty party of five and a half lawyers on the line. Oh, okay. Just in case things get <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Well, we just... I don't want to be incriminated at all here. Okay. Well, then maybe we should just stop this episode right now. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It just came to my attention not too long ago that maybe there's some questions that I could ask you that people don't really know about you, and and same for me. So, But we're starting with you today. This is part one. Part one. Of get to know you. Get to know you. And today we're going to get to know you, Scott Hardy. Oh, goodness. Are you ready? Yeah. I hope this isn't too boring. Are you giddy with excitement? Yes. I think our listening audience wants to know, where are you from? Where were you born? Is this the first question? This is the first question. Okay. Where were you born? I was born in Wilson, North Carolina. And you always say that people from Wilson put a T in there. I forever thought it was Wilson. Yes. But it's not. It's Wilson, like the basketball. That's right. That's funny you say that because my sister lives back in Wilson again. Say, do you say he just did it? I just did it when I wasn't thinking. (laughs) And she gets very much a North Carolinian accent when she's back. So one time, I guess she has it all the time. She has it all the time. But like you she, get it when you're back. But she moved back and forth. And when she lived in Texas, she kind of lost it a little bit. But now she has it again. And there was one time years ago, I think even before we had kids, that she called mm-hmm. our, our home phone, our yep. landline. And I heard someone say, this is Sandy. So I she thought, was talking to you. Yes. You answered. Oh, yes, I answered. But I thought it was one of your clients. Named like, Sandy. Yes. But so his I sister's said, name is Cindy. Yes. So I handed you the phone and said, hey, Sandy's on the line. And you're like, Sandy? Who is that? And then you talked to this person named Sandy, and we realized it was my sister named she Cindy. She was quite upset with you. <laughs> she was. Give that phone back to him. This is sister Sandy. <laughs> So, yeah, it is a yes. very, there's some North Carolina that comes out of you occasionally, but listening, listen to zooming, <laughs> words are very hard. That's right. I thought Do, I was nervous. No, I'm not nervous. I um, just got, conf- I just got my words crossed. Okay. Doing Zoom calls and doing oh, the Zoom call with your sister, yeah. Sandy from North Carolina, was so It was with funny. my mom and my sister. Oh, my goodness. I mean, yes, my mom and my sister. Right. So you and can imagine. niece. Yes, the yeah. technicalities that were oh, going on. They were so hilarious. We should have recorded that we Zoom should've. meeting, yes. but I didn't. It would have totally gone viral. Yeah, we should have. We could have just used it as an episode. Right. Yeah. So I was born in Wilson, North Carolina. And then you moved to Texas when you were three-ish, four, three, maybe late three. Okay. And you have how many siblings? I have three brothers and one sister. And how old are they? Oh gosh, they're much older than me. <laughs> Um, You're 50. I'm 50. Okay. So that puts Mark at... At 56. Mm -hmm. Spencer is at 60 this year. Oh, gosh, in September. And then that would put 
Sandy. Sandy. And <laughs> she was born in 58. So she's 62, and then my eldest brother's 63. Okay. So you are the youngest of five, the way youngest of five. Yes, the totally unexpected number five. Okay. So you moved here when you were three. Where did you go to elementary school? Like, where did you grow up? Where did I go to elementary school? The first one was at Rockmore Elementary in North Arlington. Is that still there? Yes. Oh, okay. It hasn't been that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Where is it? It's north of I-30. Like, um, you know where that the, ta- what, the tallest building in town, that office building? Yeah. That, by the way, someone jumped off of years ago to their... <laughs> To commit suicide when my oh, mom wow. works there. I didn't realize that. It's north of I-30, not too far from the ballpark in Arlington. Okay. Globe so, Li- you mean Globe Black Park. Well, now Globe Black, yes. But, <laughs> and not too far from Six Flags. North west of Six Flags. It's okay. kind of in the middle of a bunch of apartments and houses. Okay. So where else did you, did you... I know you moved around a lot. Well, we moved around within the same city. Like Rockmore, I went to Rockmore. Then we moved to South Arlington where I went to Foster... In between there, I went to school at Wimbish, which is kind of in Middle Arlington. Is Wimbish the Arlington. one on the corner of Randall Mill and... Uh, Fielder. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we kind of went back and forth, up and down Fielder, okay. I guess. So what? what's a day in the life of your elementary school? Like, what did you do? In For elementary fun. School? Not necessarily in school, but like, let's say in the summertime when you were of elementary school age. What did you do all summer? All summer, I just got with friends. We rode bikes, played soccer in a field, played baseball, played S- basketball. Stayed out till the street light came on. Right. Is that true? Oh yeah. And you, or my dad whistled either one. Cause your cause your dad whistle really loud. Oh yeah, it was like it was thunderous. Did he have to put his fingers in his mouth to do it, or yes. did he just curl his lip? I think he put his fingers in his mouth. <laughs> this reminds me of the time I decided to run away. I think I was four. I think it was four or five when oh, I decided to run away. you just moved to Texas. Yeah, I was like, I guess I didn't like Texas. Guess not. <clears throat> so I decided I was going to run away. And, of course, my brother Mark, who's the next oldest, right? he found out I was going to leave, so he helped me pack. So he got the suitcase down for me. We, you know, put my toys I needed in there. <laughs> and I headed out. I was out of there. <laughs> but something happened on the way. What? It was just really windy outside, so I turned around and came back. Just from the from the wind. Yeah, I was. I guess all my anger and wow. loathing went away when I felt the cold wind hit me. You are not like, a survivalist. I, no, I turned around quickly, <laughs> and I stayed after that. Did you have to beg for forgiveness to come back home? No, I don't think so. I I feel like at that age they knew I was going to turn around and come home. <laughs> they were probably looking out the window <laughs> waiting for you. They're like, yeah, when's <laughs> he's going to realize this is a bad idea pretty quick? Where did you live when you ran away? We were at uh, Fielder Square Apartments, right there on Fielder. Okay. Did you live there a couple times? Yes. Yeah. We did. Um, I so made it up the hill, turned left on the street, and I was like, no, nah, this ain't going to work out for me. <laughs> Too windy. But it was my own decision. Right. No oh. one forced me to come back. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay, what about middle school? Where did you go to middle school? Uh, middle school was only one school. That was Nicholas Junior High. Where's that? Well, it used to be, gosh, it was on Collins, so I'm sorry, Cooper and Random Mill. It's oh. where it used to be. Now they've built a new one over in further east, oh, off okay. of Brown Street, huh. off of Brown Avenue. And you stayed at the same middle school? Mm-hmm. Was that 6th, 7th, and 8th, or 7th, 8th, and 9th, or just 7th and 8th? Seventh, eighth, and ninth. Oh, ninth right? and thirteenth. No, no, ninth was in high school. Are you sure? I can't remember. At I think Lamar? No, no, we had seventh, eighth, and ninth at. 
You're saying Lamar High School was just 10th, 11th, and 12th? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> it was a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but you remember Rockmore or whatever. Well, I do remember. <laughs> I remember one year, Shackerford was our, like, arch rival mm-hmm. in junior high school. But there's one year that they were redoing Nichols. So we, for one, for one semester, we had to come in. Like, the Shackerford kids had school early in the morning till noon, and then we came in and had school from like one to six or something. That's so they so weird. split. They split us in the same so school. And and you, you couldn't be in there together because I mean, it'd yeah, be it, like a brawl. It'd been a brawl. It's like it'd been like the navy and the army <laughs> getting together at a saloon. So they split us up. Okay. Did you play any sports in junior high? I played a lot of pickup. Pick up anything. Mm-hmm. We would play football, flag football, tag football, tackle football, mm-hmm. basketball, softball, just anything. I tried out a few times for basketball, and I feel like I had a pretty good three-point shot, but... You had a great three-point shot. Yeah. But other people made it, and I didn't, so... Yeah. Isn't there a story about in maybe ninth grade that you... How many threes did you drain in the Oh, it was eighth grade. I think I drained, like, four in a row. And you did not make And I remember the coach saying, put a hole in it, Hardy, because I was making that many. But then I felt like some football players made it that... Maybe needed some off have, season. Yeah, that needed some off season workouts. So. And this probably you're the reason why now they have athletics and all that is separate. Oh yeah, I think I'm exactly. I'm the sure reason. you're the reason. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then you went on. I was also like I was, and you've got to think about I was like I was like the athletic nerd. Mm-hmm. So I think you didn't fit the stereotype. I yeah, I didn't fit into what they were looking for as far as like overall. Right. So yeah. I mean, I'm not complaining. Yeah. It, Things have worked out the way they should, but right. I mean, just to give you guys an idea of like how good of a basketball player Scott is, he is a phenomenal basketball. Player. He could still take any one of our kids on a basketball court, and most of their friends, maybe all of their. Unless friends. Jake hurts me. Yeah, well, Jake's always the caveat, but he's put me on the ground a couple of times playing basketball. You know, you just got to learn how to take the charge, babe. That's right. <laughs> Or the elbow to the eye that usually happens. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did get that once. He didn't give me an elbow to the eye. He just put me on my rear. He totally flattened you. He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but you called the charge. It but was then you, worth it. And you popped straight back up. You, it you was, probably couldn't walk for the next two days after that. I don't that. remember popping straight back up. It was, you got up much faster than I thought you would. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm remembering it wrong. I'm well, misremembering. Well, I took the charge because you were calling the game, and I knew that if he charged me, you would call it. And That's if there right. was no referees, that he was going to get away with it. But since I knew you were calling it, I put my hands up in the air and planted my feet and took it like a woman. That's right. <laughs> the ball went the other way. <laughs> Anyways, when we first got married, we hadn't been married too terribly long. And at Reunion Arena, they had a three-point shootout contest. They did. And you went down there with who? I went down there with Rusty Jubin. Rusty Jubin. On the afternoon. Maybe a Uh, Saturday afternoon. And I mean 500 people wrapped around the building trying out basically the top 10. Yep. Shooters of the day, you have you should go in. What what was the tryout? What did you go Uh, in and do? Just a regular old. Well, you would. They just had us like rotating around, and you would you'd shoot like the three pointers, like you see a three point contest. Right. Those different spots. Okay. All the stations. Yeah. Yeah. So you did that, and when and the top ten got free tickets to go to the game that night. They were playing the Phoenix the Suns because Charles Barkley was there. Yep. And I came into the final round in third place. In third place. Yep. That's how awesome of a three-point shot Scott is yep. and then realized how quickly things change when there's thousands upon thousands of people I looking at I think there was 100,000 people there. Okay. Okay, it only fit 17. Okay. But it felt 
it feels different. Like there's a there's a crowd of at least fourteen, fifteen thousand. You had Charles Barkley. We were doing it at halftime. So you have Charles Barkley and all those guys, all these heroes that I've always watched, mm-hmm. are kind of there. You're passing them as you're going on the court. You're going on the court, and they're going. Oh off yeah, the and court. it's just it's like this surreal experience <laughs> of what is happening here. Yeah. Am I dreaming? Mm-hmm. You know? I'm sitting with all the other wives of all the people doing the. But you're not like players' wives. You don't have great no, seats no, at the no, bottom. No, we're <laughs> you're in the corner. At the very top. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I can yeah, barely hear you. Right. And, yeah. and then I think you ended the end at night in eighth. Yeah, maybe? I think so. Yeah. yeah. After I froze up, <laughs> I couldn't even hit my corner shot. I was like, I'm like PJ Tucker on the corner shot. <laughs> and I couldn't even hit that. I was just out of the eyeball. You were a mess. You yeah. were a mess. But you are a fantastic basketball player. Always, well, thank you. Have, have always enjoyed watching you play basketball. Thank you. So then you graduate from Lamar High School in 1988. Yeah. And then you have how much college? Oh, goodness. I started at UTA, went there for a little while, started out as a history major. Went there a couple of years. <sighs> That's kinda... why you're so good at history. Well, I've always loved history. Okay. History is probably my first love above everything else. Wow. And, except for you. Uh, thanks. Um, and went there for a couple of years, went from history to art, was kind of going back and forth on that. Art history at some point. I did art history. <laughs> it, they, the two worlds merged and it became art history major. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of still wasn't really feeling it. Uh, UTA, I don't know how their art program is now, but it wasn't. They were very much a nursing engineering school then. I don't right. know if they still are. That was a millennia yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, and you- in, then you went to UNT? Went to UNT for a semester or two. that's more artsy. Yeah, I was doing art there, like, for sure art there. And a couple of semesters, I was trying to, I was working in Arlington, living in Arlington, and then trying to commute back and forth from school. And it was just, it was getting too much. Because Arlington's probably 45 minutes from Denton. Were you in your Monte Carlo at this point? I was probably Monte Carlo and a little bit of Fiero. Oh, yeah. So I was, and so we I was were married. Styling. We had just gotten married. No, no, no. We weren't married yet. We started uh, we dating. Didn't, we didn't have. We weren't married with the. Fiero. We started dating, yeah. and then when we started dating, I'm like, I don't need to drive to Denton every day. I'd rather <laughs> see you in the evenings. Yeah. So I ended up at the Art Institute of Dallas. That's right. Because that's and, a short drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that was a crazy drive. But I barely then, remember you going there, but it didn't seem like you went there for very long and you were done. It was done. two years. That's crazy. I know. I was working and going there for two years. That's when we were finally married. Right. So then went there two years, got associates in computer animation. And, and graphic arts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is your job now. Not really computer animation, but yes, graphics. Graphic so what is your favorite thing about your job? Favorite thing about my job right now? Well, in non-COVID days. Yeah, I was going to say, it's kind of gone away. (laughs) What's my favorite thing about my job? This is going to sound cliche, but I really think it's the people. Hmm. Especially now that it's been a few months that I've been able to do it. I miss the camaraderie of getting together and doing a corporate show with these people that a lot of the times don't get any credit. Like The only time you notice us, like the sound guy, the graphics guy... You know, the lighting guy, the video guy. The only time you notice us is if, the, is if there's a mistake. If everything goes great, then nobody even knows we're there. Right. And that's really the way it should be. Yeah. But sometimes we're unheralded because when the show goes fine, you know, you don't really it hear anything. expected. So it's really being around the people. And even though at, before COVID hit and all that, I was getting a little weary of traveling. But I do miss the traveling, too. I miss... 
like going to a city I haven't been to and when I have an afternoon, like just checking out the city and mm-hmm. taking a jog or a walk and seeing sights. So right. I do miss that. I miss that adventure part of it too. Yeah. So. You're good at finding weird things in cities. I am. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I look at the offbeat things. <laughs> you need to have your own app. Like we have TripAdvisor. We need Scott Advisor. We need the, the Scooter. The Scooter. The Scooter to Puda. <laughs> That's my Instagram name, by the way. Yeah. Scooter to Puda travel advisory yes hmm. there's it something here catchy. Yeah. there's something here i know we're going with it i feel like there's an offshoot happening and soon. it could be like the things you're missing in every city like that's the tagline yeah <gasps> oh my gosh something oh, the yeah. things we're missing in every how do you this create has turned an app? into a totally different meeting can you create an app um i know people that can make this happen Scooter. okay <laughs> <laughs> that'd be so cool the things you're missing in every city yeah okay and if you're curious about things in dallas that you're missing can we just... trademark that now so people can't steal it yes okay that's trademarked trademarked the lawyers are working on it right now they're I just listening yeah right and if you're wondering what kind of weird things we find, listen to our last episode where we found a llama on top of a hotel. <laughs> we did. And you never know what you'll find. That's right. When you're hanging out with the Hardys. With Scooter the Pooter traveling. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's catchy. It it's is memorable. Catchy. I like it a lot. I yeah. really like it a lot. Okay, Scooter the Pooter has kind of become a nickname, but that's one of my questions is, yeah. have you ever had any nicknames? I know growing up you had a nickname. What do, what are some nicknames people have called you? My dad used to call me P-Dink. Why? I don't, I'm not sure what that's about. It may be inappropriate. I don't know. <laughs> but it was P-Dink for a long time. Okay. It was Scooter Pie has also Scooter Pie happened. is when I came on the scene. I remember yeah, all of the your... The softball team used to call me Scooter Pie. called you Scooter Pie. Yes. And really because you, he's super fast. That's another yeah. thing you need to know about Scott is, I mean, when we go to church camp or anywhere else, you always want Scott on your team because he's like, can, he's so fast. It is crazy how fast he is. So, Scooter, I think because you could scoot around the bases, but yeah. also Scott is, is that Scooter like a nickname for Scott usually? Or yeah, like really? Scooter or, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you're always very fast. So I remember Scooter Pie. And then, how did you describe? Like we play softball together. How do you describe it when you're batting in front well, of me? Well, I hate batting in front of you, and whoever puts you behind me in the bat lineup is just asking for you to have a single, which is a waste of your at bat. Yeah, because I'm only going to second if I'm there. But I'm like, why would you put you behind me? Because it's like watching National Geographic, watching the lion take down the gazelle. Because yeah. by the time I'm barely getting to second, you are on my heels. Yeah, and you're also the only person that'll go more than one base at a time for if you're coaching a base, because you know how fast I can get there or can't get there. So if you're sending me and I'm at first and you're coaching third yeah. and you're sending me at second, then I know they probably haven't made it to the ball We've yet. we got plenty of time. <laughs> I'm not going to do that to you. Other people, they miscalculate what they think is <laughs> yeah. the speed that I might possess and I do not. They, they haven't. They think you've got that extra gear I, that maybe you there's don't. There's no other gear. <laughs> Zero other gear. The transmission's falling out. Yes. But when you're, yeah. on, when you're on the base path by yourself, it's like literally you turn around and you're at third. And people, it's fun to run. I enjoy the, running. That's just the silliest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> there's just a freedom to running. Like no. when you're running, that's why I like playing the outfield too. Like when you're running, there's there's nothing else to think about. You're just running. Like I'm going to get the ball. I'm trying to get to the space. That's all I'm thinking about. It's like a breath of fresh air that I'm not having to think about anything else. I'm thinking how ridiculous I look. <laughs> I don't think about that. I'm so self-conscious when I'm running. I really am. Yeah. It's just get me to first so I can stop here, take a breath, and then somebody so will be if they can sub you out, that'd be great. They'll be looking somewhere else by the next time I'm running. Yeah, it's just I hate it so <laughs> much. Freeing is never ever the word I would use with running ever. 
Okay, so what, who is your, who's like your current favorite author? My current fav- favorite author? Mm-hmm. I like Preston Sprinkle a lot. I've been re- reading a lot of his. That is a real name, by the way. Preston Sprinkle. Preston Sprinkle. He is an apologist, and uh, I like that he's, it's very down to earth, like he makes these hard, deep things. It's, he makes it accessible. His books are really easy to read. Okay. And I what? like Levi Lesko, too, mm-hmm. Tony Evans. There's a lot of them yeah. that I like reading. I'm also reading Francine Rivers right now. <laughs> which... Okay. You came to my softball game the other night. I played on Friday night. Yes. My adorable, confident husband was sitting in the stands reading Redeeming Love. Right while next to I Brendan. was playing softball. I was like, yeah. wow, you are really going to carry that over to the stands. There's his girlfriend's on the team too, so he's sitting right next to me, mm-hmm. and I proudly was Opened your book waving about my Francine Rivers. It's got a girl on the in a dress on the cover, yeah. like it's redeeming I mean, love, redeeming love, which has been really. It's kind of been hard for me to get through. Has it? It's it's a tough story. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's been hard, not because it's not real wit, no, well written. No, it's written really well. Like what was her other series with the Mark of the Lion that yes, we read? Yeah. She's very good at historical fiction. Uh-huh. Like, she's good at action sequences. So I really dig her writing. Yeah. But there's just stuff that happens in the story mm-hmm. to the female protagonist that's just really hard to, like, fight through. You know you know, it's going to be redeemed at the end because, mm-hmm. obviously, the title. Redeeming love. Yes, yeah, so, but it's just so hard to get through some of that. Right. It's... it's so, but it's written great. It's, yeah, it's very well written. So, are you are you are you just like chugging through a chapter at a time? I am. I read a little bit last night, so Did you? I'm about a little under 100 pages out. Oh, you're almost done. Yeah, I'm getting there. <gasps> okay, good. Because this was a challenge from Emily for me to read it. Right. So I've and been you, working on this I'm for so a while. I'm so proud of you. I may have, some other books may have snuck in there. <laughs> but I'm, one by Preston Sprinkle. Yes. Yeah, that you really liked. Yeah. Thought. So yeah. Okay, what is your current favorite movie and why? My current favorite movie. Oh, wow. This is a tough one. What's on the wall in your office? What's in the wall in my office? Is it Woodlawn? Well, right now, because in, in, in the office we have, we have a picture for each of our favorite movies. So each of us have picked our favorite movies. Mine has gone back and forth over the years. Mine's never changed. That's right. Yours is League of, a League of Their Own. Yes. That's never going to change right. probably. And mine, There's been some others that have gone close. Mine has gone between different ones, but I'm back at Lawrence Arabia. Oh, for real? I, yeah. I didn't know that. Is that back on the have wall? Have you been in the office? Lately? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, I've never seen the movie. It was so actually, I... when we thought of this idea, it was the first one I put in, and then over three or four years, it switched a few times, but now I'm back at Lawrence Arabia. Did you just leave it in there and cover it up? And you just yeah, I, I it? thought maybe they would come back around because everybody's. If you've had one, it's inside the frame because oh, sometimes you just keep come layering, back. Them, layering them. The boys so, change more every time when they were younger. Every time we take them to the next superhero movie, they'd yeah pick the next pick that pick that one as their next favorite. But that's kind of how it's been. Probably because I've never seen Lawrence of Arabia that I wouldn't even you, know. I've what. tried to get you to see that for almost thirty years now, and I don't it's know. it's never going to happen. I don't think it's, it's so a long movie. Long. I love that. I don't like it's... to stay awake that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's over three hours. So I mean, but I like the s- cinematography of it and the history of it. It's about a real historical person, T. H. Lawrence. Oh, really? And yeah, I, some of my favorite actors are in there: Peter O'Toole and Alec Guinness, who was in Star Wars. Omar Sharif, who I like to say his name a lot. Omar Sharif. Yep. 
um, Jose Ferrars in there. Just all the great actors from the 60s and 70s is in there. So okay. that's like my, I would say, I went back to that being my favorite because I changed it a few times. But I feel like that's got to be my all-time favorite because that's when I fell in love with, like, movies. Mm-hmm. Like, when I saw that movie, it, like, kind of blew my mind. And it would be a movie, like, through high school, I would just have nights where I would just watch that movie. Mm-hmm. And it was, it just, it started my love for movies, really. So that's why I kind of went back to that one. My current favorite one from last year is probably Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Which I'm not really a car guy, but that movie just works mm-hmm. on a lot of different levels. Yeah, two great actors, Christian Bale and um, Matt. Uh, I'm going to blank Matt Damon, mm-hmm. and yeah, they're great in that. And I just love the story of that, and just it just works. So that right now, I'd say that's my favorite movie. Okay. There hasn't been much come out this year, yeah, so far. No, so hasn't. yeah, um, we need another app. We need like the Scooter the Pooter review. The Pooter, the Pooter, the Pooter. You got to put some. <laughs> Scooter the Pooter. Yeah. No, Scooter the Pooter. Scooter the Pooter. You got to put some Adam, Adam Sandler in there. This is the there. most uncomfortable name. Yeah. Okay. Well, we need that app for movie and book reviews. Oh, like movie reviews. Movie and book reviews. Yeah. I don't know if I read enough books these days. Okay, movie reviews. I try to read books. It. Even when you're talking about it, you're like, the cinematography. People don't use this word. They don't use this? Uh, no. the Camera work? Yeah. The, I don't remember what you said a second Editing. Ago. All these big yeah. words. Editing's yeah. a big word. Yes. <laughs> you just talk like a movie reviewer. I mm. want to give you like four Rotten Tomatoes or something. I don't but know. we've talked about this before. I wish I wasn't into movies like I was. Because you, you can't can, enjoy them. I know. you can. We can go see the same movie, and it, I can go out going, oh my gosh, that was <laughs> awful. The editing was bad. The sound was terrible. That scene, they his hair was on one side, then the next scene it was on the other. And then you're like, oh, that was good. Yeah. I just wish I could let it go and just enjoy. This is like running for me. <laughs> just <laughs> freeing. I don't think of anything else. That's what you said about running. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. You movies. just want to get popcorn and watch the movie. That's exactly right. And honestly, if I'm not super offended... Or yeah. I'm even mildly offended. If I feel like I'm not offended, then I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. I'm pretty happy to sit there and sk- stare at a screen. If I'm only mildly offended, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's you know, I think that's a good goal. Yeah. Well, the movie Tenet's coming out with by Christopher Nolan that it might get me to come back to the theater. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I haven't really thought about going to the theater since all this happened. They're only supposed to be 15 cents or something. Really? 20 cents. Oh, I mean. Yeah. Let's did you know that? It. No, I did not know that. Yeah, movie theaters are opening up and it's 15 cents a movie. What? This is like Nickelodeon days when we be... first, when we had to crank it ourselves. Yeah. Back no. in the long no. time. Oh. I did used to go to a movie theater that had the whole spinning reel thing. And you could like see the flicker of it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel old. Okay. All right. If you could be any superhero, who would you be? Oh, goodness. Superhero? Yeah. I've always liked Captain America. And I know that's people probably think that's kind of cheesy. <laughs> but I just like that he has... There's a nobility about him. I know a lot of people now like the scarred, like, you know, the hero with problems and the... Anti-hero is kind of popular these days. But I just like that he has noble ideals, and he kind of sticks to that. That's just who he is. Mm-hmm. And he I don't think he looks down upon anybody, but he has these uh, ideals that he wants to shoot for, and that's his goal. Mm-hmm. And I just like that. Okay. It's not to say he's going to be perfect, and he's having to deal with, you know, 
coming back to life after missing 80 years and all that, I always thought that was kind of fascinating. Like, how would you feel if all your friends were gone from when you were 20 and now 80 years later, they're either dead or really super old, and how do you deal with that, and how do you fit? What's your world like now that your world's gone? Right. You know, that's always been interesting to me, too. Hmm. Okay. And... Uh, What's his face? Who played him? I've gone oh blank gosh. again. Chris, Chris Evans. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was when I was thinking Chris Evans, I was thinking of him as Human Torch of Fantastic Four, so I got confused. Um, <laughs> he is like total opposite, like personality-wise and everything, and politically, he is totally opposite of Captain America. Mm. But he is such a good actor that he embodies that. Oh. Huh. So I, I just think, that. and he made like Winter Soldier. That movie made Captain America cool. Like, he was really an action hero at that point. Yeah. Like, you could take him seriously. Because sometimes it could get kind of cheesy that of the way he is. But yeah. Winter Soldier, I really think, set him up as, like, a modern action hero kind of hero. Which so. was the one that him and Iron Man, like, just... Fought. Oh, that was Civil War. That was hard to watch. That was hard to watch. Yeah, you, like you've that. never liked that movie. No, I didn't like you that You didn't like them fighting mm-hmm. against each other. Nope. Um, in the real world, who is your hero? Who is my hero? Do you have a hero in the real world? Oh gosh! In like someone I know, yeah. or oh man, I know we've had him on before. I would say Rick Weintraub's my hero. Mm-hmm. If you really, that's the first name that came to mind. Yeah. Okay. So, Why? He is highly intelligent and highly loving at the same time, mm-hmm. and exudes grace. It exudes Christ's grace. Mm-hmm. And that's just cool. That's who I would want to be when I'm 80. If I can think that quick, and <laughs> I don't know if I even think that quick now, but he's in his early 80s, and he is still on the top of his game mm-hmm. as far as just being able to explain the Bible and just live life and just give wisdom. Yeah. So I hope one day I can be that person that's, like, dishing out wisdom. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hasn't so. been too long ago that I've seen him dance at a wedding, too. That's right. I mean. He was cutting a rug. Yeah, he was. Okay, what is your biggest fear? My biggest fear? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I don't know if I... I don't know that I work in that realm anymore. I don't know if I have any fears. Is that? I don't, I'm not trying to sound glib or anything. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I can't think of a fear. Okay. I can, like, being in the water with the great white. I sense some fear there. Yeah. But that's something I want to do because I have that fear. But instead of, I'm not, maybe maybe don't think in terms of like a uh, heightened, like. Like an ex- fe- experience like, or ex. Right. But maybe what about the loss of something? A loss of something? Is there anything that. Um, I would, I guess a fear would be getting in the way of people understanding and getting the chance to accept the gospel. Mm. I think that would be my big, biggest fear. Like when I'm posting something or anything like that, I always I want to post in a way that I can share my feelings but not um, get in the way of the gospel. Yeah. Like when you're talking about politics and all that, I try to stay away from okay, I want to keep this avenue open so I can still talk to people about Christ and about how they feel about Christ and just have that conversation. Yeah. And if you put politics ahead of that or anything else ahead of that, then it's harder to have that conversation with someone. Okay. And to really see where people are and really get to know people. Yeah. Because, like, especially with the politics now and in an election year, it's always like this where we kind of lead with our politics and it's harder just to 
just to hang out and it's so much easier when you're with someone face to face in person you can just hang out and be and you know be guys and mm-hmm. just hang out mm-hmm. it seems like on the social media it's easier to talk about all these political things that you mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily talk about in person mm-hmm. and that makes it it makes it harder to communicate i guess yeah so i guess that would be a fear is not allowing allowing a politics or something I felt to get in the way of getting to know people and respecting people and loving on people. Okay. That would be a fear. Okay. Explain this. One of my favorite Scott Hardy quotes. Oh gosh. There's a favorite, there's a favorite Scott Hardy quote. Yes. Explain this. Hopefully I can remember it. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell it to you. Okay. Good. Thank you. <laughs> I want you to explain it. Mm-hmm. I'm too conservative for my liberal friends and I'm too liberal for my conservative oh, friends. Oh gosh. You, you are going there. <laughs> um, I think, I think when I was a teenager in high school, I was more, very much more liberal-minded, if you want to put, if you want to put terms on it. And as I've gotten older, I've become more conservative. But I can, I feel like I'm truly an independent now because I can see there's some domestic things as far as caring for people um, that I like about the liberal side. Sometimes I feel like it maybe is too extreme, but I like that people want to love on on other people and mm-hmm. to help other people. I like that part. And then on the other side, I like just the conservative economic values of, you know, having your own money and deciding where you want to put it and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So it's really, I go back and forth. There's, and I think it confuses people because I think most people that know me would try to think I'm, would think I'm more conservative. Mm-hmm. But there's times that I don't think as conservatively. Yeah. So I think I'm somewhere in the middle, and I guess it goes back to not really wanting to make politics that big a part. Like, I guess politics are your philosophy. I really look at it as philosophy rather than politics, because the older I get, the less political I get as far as being activists in that way. Um, I want to help people and all that, but I don't want to lead with politics, like I said. So... The older I've gotten, the more independent I've gotten, and the less I dig all these. Just the way it's gotten so extreme that on the left and the right that we can't. It's hard. It's almost impossible to work together because I feel like the left wants to be right and the right wants to be right. Mm-hmm. But how much are we really getting done? Because I feel like on the extreme sides of things, people just want to be right. Mm -hmm. And they don't really care if we really get some stuff done. Mm -hmm. So let's figure out the things that we want, that that are really important that we need to work on and help each other and really be able to, you know, get some things done Mm -hmm. to help people and to help our country be better. So, okay. and I'd like to announce my a candidacy. candidacy for the 2020 <laughs> presidential I'm always race. saying Scott Hardy for president. Kanye West will be my <laughs> vice president. I'm announcing it now. He's been kind of hush-hush. We've been talking mm-hmm. behind the scenes. Okay. And now he's kind of a wild card, but he has some good ideas, I think, once... Okay. If he's on his medicine, he's good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. Not running for president anytime, ever. Okay. What do you think is your... <laughs> what is? What do you feel like is your best accomplishment? Hmm. And I'd like it to be maybe something tangible. Maybe not necessarily tangible. But what do you think is your, is your best 
your biggest accomplishment in life this far? Oh my gosh. Biggest accomplishment in life. Mm -hmm. Just saying that word was huge. I know. I think that's it. Just being able to say that word. Um, Gosh, there's so many things. There's so many different... um, Writing the book was, I think, a major accomplishment. (laughs) I still can't say the word. Um, Trophy of God's Grace. It's Mm -hmm. on Amazon, by the way. Shameless plug. That's right. Um... That just kind of, it started and you you start things like that and you don't, sometimes when you're busy and stuff in life, you think, oh, I'm never going to get this done. But I stuck to that and got it done. Mm -hmm. And that was important to me to get that done, to get that story out there um, about marriage. Uh, Gosh, raising kids with you and having relationships with them that... They, they still talk to us. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, I mean, in a lot of families, a lot of stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And to be able, because I just got back from Oklahoma. I, Alex and I went up and we saw Jake one day. We stayed with your cousins, saw Jake, watched the Rockets Thunder game with him mm-hmm. at Buffalo Wild Wings. And then the next, uh, the next morning we went over, or the next evening... That evening we went and went up to Stillwater to see Drew, hang with him a couple of days. He fixed his French fries in his air fryer, and uh, then he fixed his French toast this morning, and then we drove back. Um, but just, yeah, just being able to have that relationship with them that we still get along, and I feel like if something major happened in their lives, they would come to us and want, and want our advice, mm-hmm. you know, and want prayer from us and all that. So I think that's a big accomplishment with everything that happens in life. To get through the teen years, Alex is still a teen and Jake barely is. Jake's going to be 20. Oh, it's crazy. But to have those relationships and know that we're still we, we're still a tight family unit mm-hmm. as far as we still all get along. We like hanging out. Yeah. So I think that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. When was the this is we're getting we're getting towards the end. When was the last okay. time you cried? Oh, man, that was watching, uh, (laughs) that was like two days ago, um, watching The World's Toughest Race. Oh, my gosh, it's so good. Oh, my word. It's called The World's Toughest Race Eco Challenge, and it's in Fiji, Fiji. and Bear Grylls is in charge of it. Bear Grylls, man crush. I've seen him speak in person. (laughs) Love that guy. Yeah. And there's, it's like, it was 66 countries, right? No, 66 teams teams from 33 countries. Yeah. And it's just crazy stuff. You can't even describe what they're going through. I mean, it's... Like, they're... We're almost... We're on the last episode. Some of them have been racing for 150 hours, and they've probably slept... Two or three hours sleep. Two or three hours sleep. They're getting cut, infections. Hours of paddleboarding down this river. Then, from paddleboarding, then you go... Climb a waterfall. Waterfall, like... Yeah. They, for, it takes yeah. five hours to get up the waterfall, and then seven hours of paddling on a bike for a mountain bike for seven hours. I mean, it's like it's an Ironman competition. Insane. It's like five Ironman competitions at the same time on steroids. It like says it's over it the eats Ironman for breakfast. That's well, yeah, there's some the Ironman teams, and they're just like they're struggling to finish. Oh yeah. So so why did you cry? But on this show, there there was a team. The dad who has been an adventure racer, I guess, for a long time, mm-hmm. has been diagnosed with Alzheimer's. So he's kind of starting to really Mark Macy, fix it. but they yeah. call him Mace. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, his son was going to be a, on a more competitive team. His son's into it now too, and he decided that his dad wanted to do one last race before you know he wasn't going to be able to. 
So his son decided, okay, I was, I was going to go for winning it, but now I just want to finish this with my dad because his dad has been doing this for 20 or 30 years. So it's just watching them interact, not going to give anything away, but just watching them through the journey and just having been impacted by Alzheimer's in our family because that's what my dad passed away from and had for probably 8 to 10 years. It was just, yeah, I was just, that's the most I've cried in a long time. Just watching them interact and, yeah. and push so through So proud these, of each other. And yeah, and just this. pushing through stuff that he, he his dad shouldn't have made it through. Yeah. You know, so. I think when they were hugging and the son was saying, I'll make sure your grandkids remember who oh, you are. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You're making me cry right now. <laughs> When's the last time I cried? Right now. Right now. Oh, uh, it was pretty touching. Yeah. And so, speaking of your dad and Alzheimer's, are you yeah. about to start a new book? Yeah, I've been working on it. I've been like I've been asking people uh, that I know that have been affected by Alzheimer's just kind of getting their stories mm-hmm. and just kind of research. I'm kind of in the research mode right now because I'm going to take the story of the lame man at the well at Bethesda that Jesus heals. I'm going to kind of put those two stories together, like my dad's story, and look at it from their point of view, like the the lame man at the well, you know, what was his life like and what was he thinking when he was looking around? Right. And then on the on my dad's story, just dealing with Alzheimer's, what was he trying to look at it from his point of view of, oh, my gosh. Because I know there was times that he would get really quiet and not speak. And my mom would say later, he just he's afraid of what he's going to say because he can't remember. And mm-hmm. so he's just he would get really, really quiet because he didn't want to embarrass himself. Yeah. So it's researching all this, like researching the biblical times of how people lived then, and then just getting stories and kind of imagining from the inside of someone that has, has Alzheimer's, how 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 is life? What mm-hmm. is life like in that? And how does it affect the family and all that? So mm-hmm. it's kind of putting those two stories together, and then eventually there's a very big redemptive story for both of those. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just playing those off of each other. Yeah. So it's a big project. It's not, I don't think my other book is very much a personal story that, you know, I could just recount the story quickly Mm -hmm. and then kind of put it together. And in this one, I feel like I need to research. I want to be, I want to honor, especially families that have been through Alzheimer's and make sure that I'm very uh, clear about, you know, the effects of it and really honor people mm-hmm. that have been through it and people mm-hmm. that have had it. So okay. it's going to take some research and right. time to really get my head around all that. And so. right now you have a pressing person that you're illustrating for. I am. I'm illustrating a children's book. There's a lot going on. I'm tired. <laughs> Rebecca has written this awesome children's book. Um, and I'm just waiting for my illustrator to finish it. I know. It. I'm getting there. I'm I'm almost halfway through the illustrations. Oh, yeah. So we're getting there. I'm so excited about when that. When I finish this page, I'll be one... I'll be one page away from halfway. One page away. Yeah. Okay. You're almost And what's done. the name of your book? Am I Ready? Am I Ready? And it's a very, they call it, they call our it, library friends and teacher friends call it a circle book. Yep. Yep. So I'm excited about that. Okay. This is the last thing we're going to do. This I'm is gonna, the last it's one. It's word association. I'm okay. going to say a word. This could be so you dangerous. You say one word that comes to your mind, the, the, like this is rapid fire. Okay. 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 Are you ready? Yep. And then that's it. This I'm getting the it. lawyers back on the line in case I say something inappropriate. <laughs> okay, you better. It's spin control as soon as we do this. <laughs> okay, here we go. You ready? Okay. Drew. Uh, music. Jake. Football. Alex. Video games. <gasps> Baseball is what I would say. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's not the word. Yeah. Um, okay, wait. Emily. Um, sweet. Wrigley. Awesome. Izzy. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Izzy's our little. Izzy's our little barely living yorkie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she looks at us. She just looked up yeah. at us like, "What are y'all talking about?" Yeah, before? I heard my name. <laughs> okay, well that was enlightening. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I learned a lot about you. You did. I actually learned even after all this. Yeah. Time? Well, I didn't. I, I learned some deeper meanings of things. Like I didn't know about Chris Evans's like actual personality com- yeah. contradicts with. Captain America. Just totally different kind of guy. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just stuff like that that you store in your brain. I don't know where you keep these things. I'm just glad you keep them there. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, we will hopefully do this again. Oh, yes. I will be, you will be the victim next time. Oh, dear. We're trying to I'm coming tables. up with my own questions. I may have similar questions for mm-hmm. you, but I'm going to come up with my own questions and I'll get to grill you okay. so that our audience can learn more about I you. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. I know. Get the lawyers back on the line. (laughs) Until then, like and subscribe uh, on the subscribe page um, on uh, Facebook, on all the social medias. And then we have a page on Instagram. Also, drop in the comments if you learned something about Scott Hardy that you did not know. (laughs) I want to know what it is. And if you have any questions that you would like him to answer. I mean, he's really smart. Right? I I guess so. I don't know. I like to learn things. Mm -hmm. If that's... If that's what smart is, being smart is. Well, um, I appreciate it. I am. I love that I can send you like an article and be like, tear this apart for me and tell me everything I need to know. Like you were up till four o'clock the other morning, like dissecting a sermon I sent you. Yeah. Like I love that. So I appreciate. And then I can barely stay awake the next day. <laughs> I appreciate. I'm learning. I was talking to Alex on the road. I'm like, I'm learning. I like one o'clock, one a.m. needs to be my cutoff. Mm. I can't stay up as late as I used to. So. Wow, 10.30 p.m. is my cutoff. Really? Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I'm missing out on some things. Sleep. That's what <laughs> yeah, you're missing yeah, out that's on. That's true, yes. I can tell you what it is. <laughs> now I know. <laughs> See how much? I mean, now, now who's the smart one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, All right, well, I look forward to next time. Okay, me too. Hardy party of five and a half, over and out. We'll see you next time. <laughs>